You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey everyone, Tim McMaster here along with our MLB.com Blue Jays reporter Gregor Chisholm. And Gregor, uh, tough shutout loss to the Yankees, 6 to nothing on Tuesday night. It was an interesting game, though, and then late in the game, Troy, T- Troy Tulowitzki leaves the game in the seventh, a tight quad, which led to some weirdness in Russell Martin playing second base. We've seen him play third base. Does he just, like, love these situations and... Is he the guy who goes to John Gibbons and says, hey, you need somebody to play in the infield, I'm your guy? Yeah, I think so, and it's something that he's done a few times now with the Blue Jays. He played second base twice last year, I believe, third base earlier this year as well. And I mean, this is a guy who not too long ago wanted to play shortstop for Team Canada in the World Baseball Classic. That was one of the conditions he wanted for, for playing on that team. So that, that didn't work out, but uh, clearly I think it is something that uh, he enjoys. And it's a nice little versatility to have from your starting catcher on a day when he has a day off. I mean, obviously, whenever he appears out there, it means something has gone wrong. In this case, it was Troy Tulowitzki's injury, but uh, it seems like every time he's more than willing, uh, Russell Martin's more than willing to kind of step in and, and fill the void. Uh, what is the, is there a latest on Tulo? Is it a day-to-day situation with the hamstring or quad? I'm sorry. Yeah, I think it seems to be day-to-day at this point in time. We'll find out a little bit more uh, a little later this week, but just talking with him uh, after the game uh, when he did injure that quad, he didn't seem to think it was anything major at all. You know, I've seen him uh, when he's gotten hurt before and he can be a little bit down. Uh, last night, he, he was anything but that. He seemed pretty upbeat. I don't think he thinks it's going to be anything major that's going to cause him any any type of problems. There's an article on uh, BlueJays.com recently on reinforcements possibly on the way for the Blue Jays. And the first guy, Gregor, was uh, Devin Travis. And suddenly, just today, he is actually activated back to the Blue Jays. Now, this seems ahead of schedule, right? That was originally a different thought on on the track he might take. Is that due to Tulo or is he just feeling that good? Yeah, no, I think it is partially due with with uh, Tulo. I mean, there was a plan in place where Devin Travis was going to play uh, nine innings at second base on Wednesday, and then he was going to DH for nine innings on Thursday. And obviously getting called up on Wednesday, that means that plan has changed. I think they were going to stick with that. I think the fact that Tulowitzki is day-to-day right now, uh, they just didn't want to play uh, with a guy short on the bench. Uh, Jimmy Paredes is an option, but the, the Jays like to view him more as kind of a, a late-inning pinch hitter type, uh, DH type role, even though he has played some second base, it's not something that they would uh, really like to do too much. So uh, the timing does kind of work out. The Jays did stress they didn't want to rush uh, Devin Travis. Uh, it seems like they've rushed him a tiny bit, uh, but the fact is he still he still had a decent amount of at-bats uh, in the minor leagues to get ready. And uh, they're gonna there's going to have to be some patience early on because this is a guy who, who missed all of spring training. He's really only been going through spring training for the last couple of weeks, but uh, all indications are that he, he's ready to go. Are they going to ease him back into things, or what is his situation? Because obviously, um, you know, they've, they've hung in there without him. They've, they've had second base covered, but is he in a position where he can reclaim that position uh, as an everyday second baseman? 
Oh, I think so. And, you know, maybe the first couple of days they take it a little bit easy on him, but I think for the most part this is going to be the guy who's going to be the everyday player, and it shouldn't take him too long before he gets into that, you know, everyday role. You know, just asking John Gibbons earlier this week how much of a concern, uh, you know, playing every single day the stamina was on a guy like Travis, and he didn't think it was going to be that much of an issue at all. Uh, Really the reason that they were giving him some extra time uh, in the minor leagues didn't really have to do with the, the physical side of things, but had more to do with the fact that they were trying to uh, uh, allow him proper time to get his timing down at the plate. So uh, ideally you work through those issues at the minor league level, but if he still has some work to do uh, at the big league level, I think he'll take it at this point in time because the production that Jay's been getting out of second base uh, this year has been subpar to say the least with, uh, you know, they're, they're, between the second baseman, their OPS ranks second last in the major leagues. This is a team that's been struggling to score runs. Devin Travis is known for the ability to hit. I think he's going to bring a lot to the team. And it's amazing to me still that this team has at times certainly struggled to score runs, shut out on Tuesday, as we mentioned. And they've gone to some drastic measures, Gregor, in order to kind of get things sparked. One of those, Jose Bautista, stepping into the leadoff spot. And he's about the last guy you'd think as a, as a leadoff hitter. But they have had some success with it. He has homered out of that leadoff spot. Um, but long term, that can't be the plan, right? He can't be the leadoff guy all season long for this team if they're going to be successful. No, I mean it was an interesting move because there is that argument. Well, you you know you bring up your top guys guaranteed right off the bat in the first inning, and maybe you sneak sneak in some extra bats for guys like Batista and Donaldson. Uh, and Carnacion. So I, I understand where some of the logic is, but no, I think this is this was all along. The hope was that it was going to be a short-term solution to provide a bit of a spark. It, it's been kind of mixed so far. The, 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 they did have a little bit of an offensive outbreak uh, in Minnesota, but then in the first game uh, against the Yankees here in New York, uh, they obviously went back to, to their old ways. That leadoff spot's going to belong to Devin Travis long-term, I think. And, you know, it might not be uh, necessarily in the first week. They could start him off there right away, but even if it's not in the first couple games, I think it's going to be very, very soon uh, that you're going to see him uh, atop that lineup, and that gives them a little bit more of a traditional guy uh, to put in that spot. And then you can go back with Donaldson hitting number two, uh, Batista hitting number three, and then Carnacio hitting number four, which is which is the way a lot of people thought this order would go. It would be interesting to see if just adding that one piece at the top uh, away from what they've had coming from that second base position, if maybe it can spark the the whole line of lengthening it as it will. Uh, the other guys mentioned in that reinforcements on the way piece were Aaron Loop, Franklin Morales, Bo, Bo Schultz. Um, how much of a lift can those guys bring this team as far as the pitching goes? Yeah, well, Aaron Loop's going to be the closest one, I think. You know, Bo, Bo Schultz is healthy now. Uh, he finished his rehab assignment. Uh, they did option him to AAA. I think at some point he could become an option, and it might not take too long either. I mean, he did have a pretty nice season for the Jays last year, but uh, more imperatively, I think they're they're looking for another left-hander down there. You now that Brett Cecil is going to be out for probably at least the next three weeks, Chad Giroto is the only guy down there. Um, so that's where I think Aaron Loop comes into play, and he's he's been a bit of a whipping boy in the fan base over the last couple of years, but. Uh, you know, I, I don't think he gets enough credit. Um, he had a bit of a down year last year, but, you know, going back the last four years, this has been a guy who's been a little bit more consistent than I think he's gotten credit for. And um, I think he would be a welcome addition to the pen at this point in time. And, and it does seem uh, like he's pretty close. He pitched another inning on his rehab assignment for AAA Buffalo on Tuesday night. Probably going to get at least one more appearance for, for Buffalo, but you're talking about a possible return in the next week. Uh, Franklin Morales is still kind of the mysterious guy because uh, you know he went down early in the season with shoulder fatigue. 
um, and hasn't felt right when he's been getting up off the mound. Um, you know, I think the hope is that he's going to ramp things up here pretty quickly and start a rehab uh, relatively soon. Um, but really, the Jays don't have room for both those guys in the bullpen. It's going to be either Loop or Morales. And, and if Loop comes in and stakes claim to that job, that potentially could leave Morales without a spot. Uh, but if Loop comes up and struggles, then I think eventually that, that job will go back to Morales. Uh, John Gibbons, Gregor, has been ejected three times in a week, basically, four times on the season. Has he talked at all about um, avoiding that and, and trying to stay a little bit under control? I know some of those were unavoidable. I mean, he had to be back out on the field uh, for the melee against the Rangers. I mean, that's what a manager has to do. But you don't want to build up a reputation as being the, the manager who gets tossed all the time. No, you don't. It's been an interesting week for him. It really has. And, you know, another unavoidable one, in my opinion, was uh, <clears throat> what happened in Minnesota after, uh, it, you know, it certainly seemed quite obvious that Bill Hughes had thrown at uh, Josh Donaldson twice uh, and one at bat uh, midway through that game. And uh, Donaldson was very upset about that. And that's another example of a manager coming to his players' defense. And, and I think that is a, a part of the responsibility. You want to make sure your, your star players remain in the game. Don't get tossed if someone's going to get ejected. Uh, it's better that the manager takes it, but you know there's a lot of circumstances that went into a pretty crazy week. I think I think you'll see things, uh, you know, calm down for him. But you know it, it is an example of how, uh, you know, I think there there's a lot of frustration inside the Blue Jays clubhouse right now as well. You, you can see it in some arguments with umpires throughout games because I mean let's be honest, the season hasn't been going uh, the way they expected it to so far, and so I think you've seen it on the players' faces. I think you've seen it on John Gibbons' face. Uh, but I don't think that uh, the ejection trend is, is going to continue. I think it, it'll probably be a little a little while before you see him tossed again. <laughs> Calm himself back down. Uh, the Blue Jays made an interesting tweak and one that makes a lot of sense as far as the rotation goes. Uh, Aaron Sanchez pushed back to face the Red Sox over the weekend. It allows Jay Happ, the lefty, to pitch against the Yankees, and it's been well-documented, Gregor, over the last year-plus how badly the Yankees do against lefty pitchers. Uh, so it's a twofold, right? You give an extra day's rest to Sanchez, who's still building those innings up as far as over the course of this whole season, and you also get a lefty in there against the uh, Yanks. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of the perfect storm for, for the Jays. I think it's you know it really is a good opportunity to get Happ in there um, because of what you said with, with the struggles with the lefties that the Yankees have had for, for a very long period of time right now. So, uh, you know, he's probably the better matchup over Sanchez. Uh, and then what it also does is it does buy you an extra couple of days because there was an off day earlier this week as well. So the next time Sanchez will be pitching, will be on two extra days. And, uh, the Jays really need to pick their spots uh, with Sanchez to buy him extra time throughout the season because, uh, you know, there's been a lot of talk about the innings limit for, for Sanchez. It did seem like the plan early on was to um, you know, have him in the rotation for half the year and then move to the bullpen. Uh, but this is a guy who's been so good for the Jays in the rotation. You want to try and keep him in that starting five for as long as you possibly can. And uh, buying him some extra days like this is one way to do it. All right, great stuff as always. This has been MLB.com Extras, our Blue Jays edition. For Gregor Chisholm, I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next week. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every night, on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.